Hey, Mark, what am I always saying is the most important prep you can have? Water. What am I always telling our listeners is the most important thing you can store? Water. What is the most important element to the health of your body? Water. You know, we have a nation right now, half of which is in drought and half of which may be flooded. And those are also two reasons why you need to store water. So we're going to get into that detail right after this. Water. (laughs) Welcome to the Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better. Because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. We're glad you're with us today. And for today's episode and next episode, we are going to be dealing with water, the subject of water. And as Krista has mentioned many, many times, it is the most important element for our body. And it's the thing that we can do without the very least. Absolutely. It's a it's a life or death situation. About 72 hours in without water, you're, you're in deep, we're, deep we're getting, trouble. We're getting very serious at yeah. that point. Now, this episode, we're going to deal with purifying water. And the next episode, we're going to deal with storing water. Now, Krista mentioned a minute ago, that half the country's flooded and half the country's in drought. Seems like it. It may not it, be exactly it, half. It, but. It's not, but there's large droughts and there's large floods. Mm-hmm. And, you know, both of those situations could call for stored water or for having to purify water. Absolutely, because in a flood situation, you are surrounded by water that has gone through sewers and lakes and creeks and pipelines, and it's filthy and contaminated, so you just can't reach down and drink that. And that's a point where you need to be able to purify that water. Right, and at least have some stored water if Mm -hmm. you can. And then, of course, with drought... When there isn't water or there's been some stoppage by some of the authorities to prevent you from having your car washed or watering your garden, Mm -hmm. now you're struggling to locate water. Another good reason to store it. Exactly. And there may come that time when the city's water supply runs short. Mm -hmm. We've seen that before. So we're going to get into the episode and we are glad to have you with us again. And we just appreciate that so much. Before we jump into this, we need to talk about our sponsors. We do. Who you got up first? I think we've got ProLine Digital Group. ProLine Digital Group. Good guys. They maintain our website. They built our website. They do web hosting. They can build apps. And they've got this thing I'm really excited about. And if I was doing a type of business that could use this, I would absolutely be using their digital lead program. And it is great for small business, for mechanics, for lawn care, for any type of small service business, something that people is going to be searching for that service. And they are able to provide you those leads. So give them a call and let them know that you heard about them here. And they are linked off of our website, so you can get to them very easily. 
How about Jim Curtis knives? Oh, Jim Curtis knives. You know, Jim makes handcrafted works of art, but they're functional. He makes a knife that he intends to be used. I know you've got two of them that I've given to you, and I'm looking at one right now. And I know that you use them and you love them and you're very proud of them. And Jim Curtis does make a beautiful knife. You know, he'll handcraft a blade and a handle to your specifications. Mm -hmm. There's so many choices and variations out there. Or you can also select from some that he already has built and ready to go. You can find Jim Curtis knives on his Facebook page. He often posts a lot of pictures and photographs. You can message him privately and you can uh, work a deal with him. He guarantees the blade for a lifetime. He'll give you a lifetime's worth of sharpening and two band-aids will come in your Jim Curtis knife package. So if you want heirloom quality, but very highly functional, well-crafted knives, you look up Jim Curtis knives. You will not be sorry. No, you won't. And he uses good band-aids too. I've used both (laughs) of mine and plus a few Mm -hmm. and uh, they do stick very well. We've got uh, Clean Start has come on as a relatively new sponsor, and they produce a solution that is an alcohol-free hand sanitizer and an antiseptic. And I carry a bottle of it in my, my pocket every day. I carry a small bottle with a foam pump applicator on it, and I'll use that stuff six or eight times in a day. It's very clean on your hands. It, it is. dries quickly. You don't have any of that sticky residue feeling. Exactly. And you can use it as an antiseptic. Now, from a prepper standpoint, it's great because, one, you're carrying one solution for two situations. Mm-hmm. Number two, it comes is it is a 40X concentrate. One 3.2-ounce bottle makes a gallon. And a gallon lasts a good while. Oh, uh, uh, certainly a long while. So if you're looking at storing hand sanitizer, antiseptic, it's a whole lot easier to be storing three and a half ounce bottles than it is bigger containers of hand solution and containers of antiseptic. I like that it's alcohol free, too. That means when you have a cut a burn or a scrape, you're not going to get that bad sting. Mm-hmm. And so that wants you to clean that wound even better. And they are offering to our listeners a 25% discount if you use the link on the website. So go take a look at that. And it comes a nice starter kit and has the foam pump bottles and mixing jug and everything that you need in there. So go take a look at that. And uh, use our website, and it's good with a 25% discount. Now, we also have the base handgun training system. Mm-hmm. Sean Rafferty designed this, and it's a great system, especially if you've never had formal handgun training. It goes through and it teaches you the very basics of the things that you need to know, and it's more than just point the gun and pull the trigger. And he talks about safety and and a lot of things in there. It's a great system if you've not been in a formal class. And Sean is also offering to our listeners his prepared citizen course at absolutely no cost. So you go to our website and go to friends and affiliates and click on that and it will come to you absolutely free. Now, it looks like you're checking out, okay, but it ends up with zero dollars on the the cost. Right. 
So don't let it throw you off there. But I think he's offering a $50 discount off of the base handgun system. So go check that out. All right, tonight we want to discuss ways to filter and purify water. Now, we have mentioned water before, and we've mentioned it before numerous times because it is that important. It's probably the most vital element we can put into our bodies at any given time in a prepper or non-prepper situation. It's not only important for survival purposes, but water systems from time to time can become contaminated. And that makes the water unsafe to drink. And in more severe cases, it's even dangerous to let it come in contact with your skin. You mean like a Flint, Michigan situation? Oh, absolutely. I think people need to be reminded that not just drinking impure water is a health risk, but if you're in a severe advisory where you shouldn't even let it contact your skin, it's because your skin can absorb whatever is in the water. You know, your skin is a living organ, and you wouldn't want to pour impure water on your liver, so don't pour it on your skin. Don't bathe in it. Don't wash your face in it. Don't wash your hair in it if it's that bad. Yeah, there's three types of advisories that they will issue. One is a ball water advisory, and this says that it's not safe for consumption without boiling it, and it might be because of a suspected contamination or an overdose of chemicals getting put into the water at the water filtration plant. Yeah, that actually does happen. In their efforts to be safe, they can over-chemicalize it, and that's not safe. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there's just malfunctions. Mm -hmm, True. And sometimes they just don't know, so they want to be safe with the public. Then there is the do not drink water advisory. In that situation, the water can be used for bathing and for toilets and such like that. But if it's going to enter your mouth for drinking or for cooking or brushing your teeth, it needs to be bottled water in that particular case. And then the most extreme one is the do not use water advisory. That means not only should you not consume it, but you should not bathe in it, brush your teeth, wash your hair, or come in contact with that contaminated water because whatever is in there is that volatile. And there are those that said that if you get a do not use advisory, just go out and shut off your water from the public supply. Exactly. There's a difference between filtering and purifying. Oh, yes. See, filtering is removing the sediment, the trash, the debris, the bugs, the fish, and other solids that are in the water. That's filtering it out. And then purification is making it safe to drink. Right. So all water that is to be consumed must be purified. And so for our practical preppers, we're listing the ways to filter water. And here's a few ways to do that. You can use a bandana or a handkerchief and just pour the water through into a container. You could use a coffee filter, one of those disposable paper. You could even filter through a T-shirt or a very thin piece of cloth or clothing. Because here we're not trying to get the bacteria out or the germs out. We're just trying to get the sediment out before we purify it. Exactly. See, most folks don't want to drink gritty water. No, I, I certainly don't, and I don't know anyone who does. Yes, got to get the big chunks out first, and then the smaller chunks and smaller chunks. Now, you can also build a soda bottle water filter, and this would work. It's a slower process, but it will work if you're going to be in one area for a while and you're not in a critical need for having water right now. This is tomorrow's water kind of thing. 
you can take a two liter soda bottle and you can cut the bottom out of it, invert that bottle, put a few small stones in the bottom or small gravel just to keep the contents of this from making its way down into the neck of the bottle. So you're talking about this is going to form a barrier because you're going to put right. other things on top we're, of that We're going to put some charcoal on it and we're going to put some sand on it. And this thing is inverted and then you take the cap and put a hole in that cap. Not a large hole, but you put a hole in that cap that will let the water drip out of that filter. And then put it in some place. You can set it in the top of a coffee can or anything that would hold that, some type of container that would catch that water. Even a flower vase or something like that would work. Well, what are you going to be putting on top of the gravel? You're going to put charcoal on top of the gravel, and then you're going to put sand on top of that. Are you talking about charcoal like you use in the grill? Well, worst case scenario, you could do that. But if you can find activated charcoal, it's even better. I'm going to say probably the activated charcoal because most of the charcoal that you buy for the grill already has lighter fluid on it. Or Well, you'd have to get one like that. And, and actually, research that I've done says that you use the charcoal from a fire you have built. In other words, you make your own charcoal. Oh, like, like natural made. Right. And then not grind it up, but chop it up because you're not after fine, fine. Just what you call a coarse. You're looking for a coarse charcoal, and then you put your filter on top of that. And keep in mind, this is not filtering out bacteria and germs. Right, right. This is to pre-filter the water before you purify it. And so you're saying charcoal, a layer of charcoal, coarse, pebbly charcoal, and then Sand on, sand top, of on top of that. So now you're going to be pouring water from the top where you've cut out right. the bottom. And and you the water's going to pass through that sand and then through the charcoal and then through the gravel. And that charcoal and sand and gravel is going to capture out the larger trash and debris. And it's going to drip out water. And that water then you would purify. Exactly. Either boil it or add some sort of chemical process mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. purify it. Okay, so now you have filtered your water so you have clean but not yet drinkable water exactly now let's look at some ways to purify the water okay and the first and longest used and very effective way would be to boil it now experts will differ on how long you're supposed to boil water in order to make it safe Mm -hmm. to drink my rule of thumb is if you can boil it longer that would be better because you really don't want to have any doubt in your mind whatsoever that the water that you have boiled and have allowed to cool is indeed safe to drink. Right. Now, the CDC, if you can trust them, that's harder and harder to do lately, but this is information that has been out from them for a long time. They say boil the water for a minimum of one minute and increase that to three minutes if you're above 6,500 feet in elevation. Now, I've heard other people say they'll boil for anywhere from 3 to 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so that's perfectly fine, as long as you don't boil all your water away. You know, right. if you're boiling a large quantity of water, a couple of gallons or so, you definitely want a rolling boil. And a rolling boil. And my thought here, and I've, I've read information that says once you hit like 180 degrees, you've killed all the bacteria. I'm not going to trust that. 
I'm going to boil water for three to five minutes, regardless of the elevation at which I am located at that particular time. But the point is that boiling is a very effective way to purify water or to make it safe to drink. Another way to purify water is to use chemical purification. A couple of the top ways, number one would be chlorine bleach. Mm -hmm. Unscented. (laughs) That's true. That's a good point because bleach, you know, it used to be bleach was just bleach. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, you get lemon bleach and lavender bleach and tropical paradise bleach and whatever. We're talking about plain old unscented regular bleach. And the cheap stuff works just as well as the expensive stuff. The dollar store, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. You're going to use one-eighth of a teaspoon of bleach per gallon. Now, an eighth of a teaspoon is not a whole lot, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't take a lot of chlorine bleach to purify water. It's to where you can put it in there and let it stand for an hour before drinking it. Chances are you're not even going to really notice because chlorine bleach is often used for city water purification anyway. And sometimes you can smell the chlorine Mm -hmm. when it comes out of the tap, but it's very, very light, very mild, not very tasteable. And this is a place where something like those little flavor packets that you can put into a bottle of water, mm-hmm. it's a good time to be using some of those to, to flavor it with fruit punch, lemonade, grape, sure, you know, That's whatever. Sure, great. That's a good idea. And that will help disguise the taste of the chlorine. Another chemical you can use is iodine. Now, it's not recommended for pregnant women or those with thyroid issues or those with thyroid medication to be consuming iodine purified water but if you're in a survival situation you're going to want to know that it's it'll take 20 drops of a two percent solution per gallon again you're going to mix that let it stand for an hour before drinking it give it time to activate Mm -hmm. in order to do what it needs to do it's going to take time to kill out the harmful bacteria that's in there and again, this would be a good time for the flavor packet to be added to the water. Yes, yeah, good point, because sometimes people just don't like the taste of plain water, or the water may have a bit of a stale taste to it, although it's perfectly safe to drink. So, yes, there's any number of ways that you can flavor it. You mm-hmm. can Kool-Aid it, Crystal Light, those types of and things. And in the South, we make sweet tea out of it. Can do. But uh, I'd be making coffee out of it. We have added a way for our listeners who would like to support the podcast to do so. We love our coffee, so you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash practicalprep and buy us a cup of coffee. That's buymeacoffee.com slash practicalprep. Another thing that you can use that is available, and this is something you would purchase ahead of time, you practical preppers, and that would be to get water purification tablets. These are intended for about the quart size canteens. Follow the directions on the bottle. It's usually one or two tablets per quart. You're going to shake that together and let it stand for 30 minutes before drinking. Mm -hmm. And one of the last and best ones would be to use a water filtration system. There's one that Mark has referred to several times. It's called a Berkey. I don't know. Can you describe the Berkey and how it works? Best way I can describe one, now I'm not exactly sure all of the filtration system that's in it, but I would like for us to get one, and it looks like a 30-cup coffee pot. Oh. 
and you put the and it's a little taller than that you put the water in the top and then it filters through and it has a holding tank and it has a spigot for letting the water out oh i see okay. now our son-in-law and daughter have one that's made by berkey and they actually put it in their refrigerator they fill it put it in their refrigerator and then it does the very similar thing and filters the water through and has a spigot there Oh, yes. Okay. So it makes a much better tasting water than the water that comes out of their tap. Oh, sounds good. Yes. You know, and I know that some folks have a whole house filter Mm -hmm. or even maybe just a kitchen sink filter where there is a canister that, again, goes through filtration means and comes out much more sparkling. Mm -hmm. And it actually takes the chlorine and some other things out of the water, the lead, the heavy metals, and that sort of thing. And they do claim that it does make a better tasting water and a better water to wash hair and skin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, another thing, and we carry these, is personal water filters. And we think that every prepper should have at least one personal water filter. This can be a life straw. Uh, now, the life straw, I think they say, is good for like a 1,000 gallons of water. Mm-hmm. Or the Sawyer Mini, which we carry, which I have read is good for 100,000 gallons of water one of the things these things have filters inside them and one reason that you want to pre-filter your water is that filter filtering out sediment will clog up quicker yes you want to you want to make the the trash and murkiness of your water Mm -hmm. as minute as possible now you can stick that personal water filter down into a mud hole and safely drink that water but it's going to clog up your filter a lot quicker. Exactly. So you get, be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. There's another way that you can purify, and that's with ultraviolet light, known as UV light. UV light, I'm very familiar with UV light, actually, from the pet industry, which I was in for 30 years back in another lifetime of mine, not too long ago, really. And we used UV light to do some sterilization for aquarium purposes and for medicating fish and for quarantining mm-hmm. fish. Now, it's a slow process. Process, it is. And it will kill the bacteria and any viruses in the water, but it does not remove any chemicals in the water. That is correct. It's strictly for bacteria and virus. I even have a humidifier on my nightstand that has a UV purification light in the humidifier mm-hmm. to prevent the water chambers from becoming infectious looking and moldy. Now, the way that you can build a UV light filtering system is to use clear soda bottles. Now, they must be clear. The colored ones will filter out much of the UV light. And it's better to use the plastic ones because some glass uses UV filtration built into the glass. Yeah, there's actually glass that has low E mm-hmm. in there, and that's that's a UV blocker, so that you don't want to use that. Right. Now, you can use the plastic soda bottle maximum of two liters you can even use a ziploc bag yeah they make gallon and two gallon sizes in there well take a gallon and put a half gallon in it Mm -hmm, exactly and then you can lay these out in the sunlight and you have to leave it there now it's important to have pre-filtered this because the sediment in the water will block uv as well correct Now, you lay these bottles or bags on their side, lay them flat. It helps if you can place it on some type of reflective surface like a mirror. 
and that improves the process. Or aluminum foil or a mylar blanket. Something like mm-hmm. that would, would be very good. Now, here's where it, you have to understand that this is a very slow process. See, on a clear day with very few occasional clouds passing by, the water must be exposed to the UV for a minimum of six hours before it's safe to drink. So we're talking about using the actual sun's UV. Correct. Not like an electric UV lamp, but a UV from the actual sun. Correct. Now, if the sky is what we call partly cloudy, with, say, a 50% cloud coverage, it can take up to two days to totally purify this water through UV to make it safe to drink. And we're going to have all of this information on our show notes that we do for the podcast, because I know we've kind of thrown a whole bunch at you. but And we'll put it on the website as well within a few days. Oh, sure. But we just want you to make sure that you're well hydrated and that you're familiar with and unafraid to try ways to purify water because you just never know your situation. You're just going to want to have that helpful information out there. You may be faced with either dying of thirst or having available water to you that you need to filter and purify. Mm -hmm. And you can practice this too. Take water out of a mud hole, muddy water, and just see if you can filter it. See if if you can make it clear. You build one of those bottle filters. You can do it with a bottle filter. You can do it with the coffee filter, any way that you would choose. Now, in our get-home bags, we carry a couple of water filters. And we have some other things in there that are like face gaiters. We have them in there not because we're worried about COVID trying to get home, but it might be cold or it might be terribly sunny and we may need to use those for sun protection it might be that we are in a very dusty environment so we have those in our bags that we can use as well so we can filter that water before we use our personal water filter but if we need to go straight to the source we can do that as well so let's encourage you to do a little bit of research, do a little bit of experimenting, and you know you can try this at home, and you can actually use clean water to test your water filter. I mean, you're not running tests on it to see if there's no bacteria. I mean, we don't have that capability at home, most of us anyway, but we can learn how the process works. Absolutely. Anything else you want to add before we go? Well, it's like you said, the more you know, the less you have to carry. And we'll see you next time. This episode is brought to you by Practical Prepping for Everyday People, a common-sense guide on preparing for life's emergencies. Available on Amazon and wherever books are sold. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. Hopefully you've learned something, picked up a tip, or something we said may have triggered a thought that will help you in your prepping journey. If you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode, and share it with your friends and family. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.